You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 397 of Podcateers. You know, for someone we're not supposed to be talking about, we sure do talk a lot about Bruno, especially when he's breaking some long-standing records. We talk about the official trailer for Marvel's Moon Knight series coming to Disney+, Spaceship Earth makes a special connection, Lunar New Year kicks off a California adventure featuring a new meet and greet, we tell you how it went when we tried to get our D23 Expo tickets, and a Disney legend takes his much-deserved space as a new window is dedicated on Main Street. We'd love to hear your thoughts on things that we talk about in this episode, so if you'd like to join the conversation, you can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, but we'd love for you to join our growing community over on Discord. Joining is super simple. You can just head on over to the blog post at podcateers.com slash 397. Click on the Discord logo and you're just a few clicks away from joining the community. Or you can check out our pinned Instagram stories and join using the invite provided there. March Mayhem is coming up soon and we want to hear from you. What would you like this year's tournament to feature? Help us out by dropping some suggestions on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or on our Discord server. We'll be taking some of those ideas and maybe putting them up to a vote. So if you have any ideas, let us know. Also, as we approach episode 400, Andrew is on a quest to help us get an official rating on Spotify, but we need your help. If you like what we do here and you listen on Spotify, please head on over and help us out with a five-star rating to get us going. For all of you that are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher, it would be awesome if you help us out with the rating on those services as well. If you've already done that or you're going to, thank you so much. We really appreciate the help. Uh, All right, before we get started, I do want to take a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discounts for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our monthly happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash fgp and as always a super special thank you goes out to the fgp squad for their continued support so uh that's it time to get the podcast started if you're new to this thing that we do here welcome we hope you like it and if you do remember to go leave a rating on whatever service you happen to be listening on and if you've been here for a while we appreciate you thank you so much for coming back and hanging out with us it's time to get this podcast started here is episode 397 of Podcateers. I said, uh, hey, Limited ha, uh, hey, uh, hey, I was like, instead of clapping, <laughs> hold on, Andrew's singing, there's a bop right here, do it, Andrew, do it. You know that song? I said, yeah. uh, hey, ha, uh, hey, I don't know the rest of the words, but something up on it, and there it is, the ketchup yeah. song or whatever it's called, I don't yeah, know, that's, that's a song. <laughs> Did I ever I learn it? it? No. No, but it do goes I like. Do it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yes. It goes like that. <laughs> yeah. You knew way more of the lyrics to that song than I ever intended on learning. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those songs where I was like, okay, uh, you download it on like 
LimeWire or something, and you know Whoa. you have a yeah LimeWire back in the, the day. The kids are like, man, wow. what is that? <laughs> FrostWire. <laughs> um, but and then you know you got your your you know MP3 player and you got like a hundred songs, so it's on repeat because you only got so many. So. <laughs> you guys, you learn remember what your first MP3 player was? Zune. A Zune. I had a Zune. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. I had the uh, the iPod Shuffle, the the stick looking Ooh. one, the first Shuffle. Oh, okay. That's the only Apple fancy. product I've ever owned. Nice, Larry. What about you? It was from Sears. It was blue, and I don't even know the brand. It was just blue, and it had these silver buttons, and I was so pumped up to get a micro SD card. For it was it was made by Victor Victrola. <laughs> <laughs> Sears. You know what, Larry? We may have had the exact same one. Is that uh, right? <laughs> I had something called the Creative Zen Nano, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it looked like a little blue stick with a tiny little screen on it, and it had the little silver buttons on it, and you could pop an SD card. And then from there, uh, it was made by the company Creative, the the company that made sound cards for for computers. It could have like been. Sound Blaster or something like that. It, it was their like their big lineup for sound cards. And uh, from there, I went to a Creative Zen. I forgot what it was called, but it was like the one with the big screen on it. And it was like one of the first of its kind because you could like put Windows Media Player files on there and watch videos and stuff. Was it the one that had like the scrolly pad, that vertical scrolly pad? No, uh, this one was, man, what the hell was it called? Um, Because they had like the Creative Zen. Well, the Creative Zen was a little tiny one. It was like a little black one. Yeah, with but the... then there was a much larger version of that one mm-hmm. that was like m- full metal, and it you know it had a much larger screen to it. Um, man, what the heck was that one called? But that one had like, like you could put like twenty gigs or something on there, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot what it was. But I mean, it, it was crazy. And then from there, I remember winning like an iPod Shuffle mm-hmm. at a work event or something. It was like a little clip one. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. That I mean, that was. Did you ever turn into a watch? Or this wasn't a view. What was the one that had like a screen that everyone wore as a watch for a little bit? Or was that the other iPod Shuffle View? I think that's what it was. I don't remember. But oh, I don't know. I I, that was what was before. I used to go to uh, the Apple Store and all the Genius Bar. They'd have the Shuffle that had a screen on it. And they would wear it as a watch, and I always thought, God, I want one of those. <laughs> and then the Apple Watch oh, came out. Oh, interesting. You know, changed everything. See, I had the <laughs> the Creative Zen. I had the one, I think it's called the Vision M, and it was like a vertical one. Vision it, W. Vi- That's yeah. what it was. I was saying, That's I the, the Vision, one I had. Yeah, yeah. I had the Vision it. M, so it was a different one. It was like 30 gig or whatever. It had video and all that stuff. Yeah, that was a W because it was yeah. widescreen. That's what it stood for, Creative Zen W or Vision W for widescreen. You could pop like a uh, like a big uh, CF card on the side, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what I had. So I had the M, which was a different one. It was a different model, but yeah, it had like a. It looked more like the classic iPod, but instead of a wheel, it had like a, a vertical scroll thing. And then after that, I went to uh, Zune HD, and that was Ooh. the last MP3 player I had before a, just having. Dang, the fact what that you guys has. remember what model, I can't even. 
I'm like, I just remember it was white. <laughs> no, I, I had white. a b- long history of MP3 player. Like, I do my research. I'm like, okay, what's going to have this, best this, okay, video and yeah, sound same. quality. Yep. So I still have my Zune oh, HD somewhere. I do remember nice. the Vision M. I, mm-hmm. Now I remember it right in the middle. It had like the little slider Yeah, bar. it's like a vertical yes, yes, yes. scroll okay, thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. It, it looks similar to the micro. But the mm-hmm. difference was that the micro had like a monotone screen or like a bluish screen. This and like then the color. one you had was the full color version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Those were dope. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> Man. I, I'm like, people listening are like, what's an MP3 player? I listen to that stuff on Spotify on my phone. Those are the kids in the minivan again. They're going to talk about <laughs> them. They're like, what do you mean MP3 player? Just Talk yell a kids. bodily function. It'll be fine. Yep. All right. Toot. <laughs> Toot. <laughs> They're probably yelling. Turn back on Encanto soundtrack. Dude. Right? Dude. Encanto is like, uh, like we, we've talked about it. We've talked about how it's taken social media by storm, right? Everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, you hear a song from Encanto. You see people uh, in cosplays of the characters and... I mean, the songs in the film are fantastic. We've talked about this. We love the music. And first of all, We Don't Talk About Bruno has hit number one in the UK. It oh, is so popular. It's number one in the UK. <laughs> on top of that, Surface Pressure reached number 10 on the Billboard charts this week. On top of that, We Don't Talk About Bruno became the first Disney song to chart and actually get pretty high up since let it go and let it go has been one of the most popular songs in the disney catalog it never reached the heights of other songs like a whole new world and stuff like that but it got pretty high up there until now we don't talk about bruno is currently like head to head for taking over the spot of a whole new world in the overall billboard charts that's amazing yeah, you, there you go. You just took it out, took it out of my mouth. There you go. Amazing, cause decades. I mean, this is awesome to see that. It, uh, one, I should say, it's awesome to see the love that this film is getting. So just to see it soar and break records, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 cool. I'm trying to like figure out where like a lot of these different songs uh what the highest song is is what is the whole new world the highest or is uh like part of your world did that hit number one or something like that i think a whole new world was the highest charting one. Oh, okay and then the sync when a whole new world came out they had like so many different versions of that song that so many covers that that just went up the charts so all right so i found a quick list of songs and where they kind of stand okay so, okay. okay, so as of a few days ago from when we're recording this episode, We Don't Talk About Bruno was number four, and Surface Pressure was number 14 at the time. I think now Surface Pressure has broken top 10 uh, as we're recording this episode. Now, among some of the highest-ranking songs that they've had, obviously there's been songs from Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Frozen, you know, Moana, they've all had, you know, these uh, top charting songs. 
And then there's been other uh, non-animated films, obviously, like Hannah Montana and stuff that have reached, you know, those heights on the Billboard chart. But this is big because it hasn't like I think uh, number uh, Let It Go hit number three at one point on the Billboard chart. And so the fact that we don't talk about Bruno has already, I think it kind of demolished Let It Go's record several days ago and now is going after a whole new world. I think in the blog post for the episode or up on Instagram in an Instagram story, we'll put up like the the top charting songs. That way people can see them and kind of where this one stands because, uh, I mean, when you even think about surface pressure, you know, when you when, when you just think about the character and, and what she represents, considering Disney was like, yeah, she shouldn't have any muscles. You know, she shouldn't look the way that she looks. And now she's one of the most popular characters. And, and I don't, I guess culturally is a, a good way of saying it, but I don't think it's all culture. Uh, you know, when we talked about this an episode or two ago, I think we saw a lot of ourselves in how the characters act and how we relate to the characters. And I think that's how people are connecting with them in general. Yeah, it's a sensation. Really, it's cool to see, you know, just be like a part of like witnessing this history. Um, I did find a list on Billboard's website, and um, I guess A Whole New World spent one week at number one. Back uh, in 1993. On, yeah, 93. Yeah, it's the same one. But it's, uh, yeah, so it's also crazy that uh, five songs from Encanto are in the Hot 100 right now. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, uh, nuts. It's a good movie, Yes. I wonder, the difference here, what I see is, what's the good point of this is that it's on a platform that never, Frozen wasn't able to go to Disney Plus in the original. Little Mermaid wasn't able either. These are like VHS, well, theater then VHS, right? DVD. Mm-hmm. This is one that has went from not so great in the theater, but doing amazing on Disney Plus it just makes you wonder, like, how does this change things? Like, I, I look at it in a way of the future of how Disney works. Like, it could be a good sign is what I'm leaning to for the average consumer. Because if this didn't do so great in a the theater, but it's nailing it on Disney Plus and still having this cultural following, that's a good thing for us to hear that, like, watching Disney Plus, a lot of things hitting, like, going faster there. Because then this is like success. Because those other ones, if I remember, like took time afterwards, or they were like boom, whatever out of the theaters, a lot of people went to go watch it at that point. Those when you compare it to that. So this interesting how much more different now. Like if you look at it in that way, people are able to listen to it quickly and then it just starts trending quickly because everybody's kinda on the same page of watching it, if that makes sense, because it was available to so many across the world, like you just mentioned, Hazen. That's pretty crazy. Just crazy how times have changed you know i started thinking about something uh related to our last conversation about this film and what you said right now larry made me remember um you know the last couple of years have been difficult on many levels right with everything that went on with the pandemic and still technically going on uh, a lot of people I think had a chance to kind of reevaluate their lives, reevaluate their lifestyles, reevaluate who they connect with, how they connect with them, 
who they want to connect with going forward. And I think it also gave a lot of people many moments to reflect on their life and how they can try to be better going forward. Right. I, I know for a fact I've gone through a lot of those discussions with myself and considering how many people connected with this on an emotional, on a mental, you know, uh, you know, on those levels. Do you think people would have connected this much with it if we hadn't gone through everything in the pandemic? Or do you think that everything we've realized throughout the pandemic has helped us understand mental health more, has helped us understand how we can get gaslit by other people, and has helped us understand why those things are wrong and why we should recognize them and work, you know, to bettering ourselves? I wish it was like that easy of an answer, like to say like that's that I could say that looking at it from just an opinion and my point, like the pandemic changed a lot of people's views of everything in the world and including family. And this movie hits home on family. And I think this movie wouldn't have survived 10 years ago. I could tell you that 10 years ago. I don't think this movie would have maybe even hit the needle at all. Like it probably would have been something like people would have talked about, like you never got to see it. I kind of compare it to like Wally, like that's was touching a lot of like Mm. futuristic things at that time about the environment is slowly talking about that even though there was this cute love story in the middle of it um but but they were like itching at the surface of that and this is like going into it full on full bore so i could say that for sure 10 years ago this film would have made it and i think 10 years now that we're here it's great to see that development and us accepting a movie that's in you know animation to be like this touching and then also to have such a great like let's just say it, i mean lin-manuel just killed it i mean to have such a great composer to get this together and also the music composer who did the soundtrack just to come together like it's like magic in a bottle like those two people it just was meant like we'll look back and be like that was a good timing for those two to do this project together and it worked do i i don't think this movie would would have done as well as now if we if this were to release 10 years ago i don't think so and the reason i say that is because we're now talking like people are now being more open and out and speaking you know their experiences and it's this film just goes with that movement with what's happening with everybody you know regardless of where you're at in the pandemic how have you been, you know, there are so many things that's come up. That's why when I, um, when we were first talking about it, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm being seen. Like this is so many things that you wouldn't even dare to talk about in your family or like in public. Like you didn't really talk about mental health back then. There's no way or pressures or what, um, or to show weakness, if that makes sense. Yeah. So this film, the the songs and everything, it it it's so fitting for now and for the next generation and so forth because we're getting that ball rolling. Yeah, I don't I don't think this would have been it wouldn't have made sense. It would have been like, "Oh, okay, it's a family film. That's it." I don't think there would have been a deeper message. So, yeah, I this is the perfect movie for like now and now we're seeing like 
all the accolades and the recognition and everything that's, you know, coming towards it. So, yeah. Also, like kind of like what Larry brought up to it being on Disney Plus, it has that benefit of being on Disney Plus so soon after its theater release, you know, with the message, with the songs, with everything that the the kids are just okay put it on repeat they you know it's not even a thing where you have to put the dvd in the dvd player it's here's the remote the kids already know how to do the remote they just say you know (laughs) you know uh you know tv i won't say the the actual words or people's stuff's gonna you know play in canto and it'll just go and do it again do it again do it again and so and then mom play it on spotify mom play it in the car do this do this do that no wonder this this thing is is taken off like a rocket like it has everything going for it it's in the best circumstances i think it could be especially in regards to uh the songs being on the charts and just the 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 um reception of the movie overall you know with uh you know in like with tiktok and everything like that two people are are it's it's just the explosion that yeah i don't think we'd be getting um you know encanto vines or something like that (laughs) (laughs) oh true i love vines (laughs) maybe yeah um yeah yeah i think you all make fantastic points um you know to to touch on what you what you guys said about it wouldn't be well received 10 years ago. I, you made me, made me even wonder, like, would it even have been made 10 years ago? You know, considering stuff like this has always been historically brushed under the rug or, uh, you know, it, it's never been treated with any type of respect, you know, in, in, especially in many families, you just don't talk about stuff like that. You know, like we don't talk about Bruno. Like Bruno represents all the demons families hold in their closets about everything, right? And yep. uh, historically speaking, I think there's many cultures that do the same thing. You know, you want to be respected by your peers. You want to make sure that you uh, put your best foot forward. You want to make sure that you show off your best regardless of what it is, right? So you don't really talk about anything else unless you're a real housewife of insert city here on some cable channel thing. You don't really talk about what's going on until this movie and i think this one's really uh opening our eyes to being able to do it uh you mentioned Lin-Manuel miranda and you mentioned the songs i have to agree the songs in this film absolutely amazing i've listened to them on repeat many many times and i don't think there's one bad song on this soundtrack i feel like disney has found this formula that works for them with Lin-Manuel miranda right now stemming all the way back to putting Hamilton on Disney plus. Do you think we're going to reach a point where people are going to be like, Ugh, Lin-Manuel Miranda again, you know, for this soundtrack, or do you think that it's going to be dependent on the music that he produces? Because the 63rd animated film in the Disney canon is going to be a film called Suerte. And Suerte is uh, a musical just like Encanto is, but it takes place in Puerto Rico. It doesn't take place in Colombia. And so that's right in the wheelhouse of Lin-Manuel Miranda. So talk about representation. They're finally allowing him to make a film. And so with the success of Encanto, they're bringing him in for Suerte as well. Uh, I'm like, I just worry that they're going to burn him out somehow. Is that just me or do you think, I mean, Andrew, 
I don't know if you've seen this with composers on like on Broadway or anything. I know, you know, you, you have a lot more knowledge about that. But have you seen any anything historically happen like that? Well, that, that I just yeah. Um, I mean, just think about the Disney Renaissance. Who who's all over that? That thing, Alan Menken, his name's on every freaking thing. Alan Menken and Steven Schwartz, Alan Menken and da 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 da. Alan Menken, 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 yeah. Menken. And every, you know, nobody says, "Oh man, Alan Menken again." Nobody goes see a Star Wars movie like that. John Williams again? <laughs> like, what's with this guy and these trumpets? Like, you know. So I I think it's a good thing that they're they have these ties you know they go back to the sherman brothers sherman brothers did how many you know films all the songs and the stuff like that so i think it's just a in it's a um in a long line of of great composers songwriters and you know lyricists that that he's just joining in to the the fold with it you know and you know on broadway you have people like like Sondheim and, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber, more of a writer. But, it you know, people seek these out because of the music, because of the writing, as opposed to like, oh, man, we got to watch this, you know, School of Rock, Andrew Lloyd Webber. I mean, I kind of said that when it came out, but the music's really good, so it's <laughs> fine. Um, but, yeah, so uh, that's 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 my opinion on it. I think it's 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 going to be just – he'll just be in the fold – with with everybody else you know i'm sure menken's still gonna do movies and you know menken's menken does the songs and then other people do the lyrics maybe they'll you know jump on something together in the future maybe they'll bring other people in da 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 it, there's a whole realm of possibilities with this but they have you know they got to get new new blood in there because you know all all these old people yeah. are going to start retiring and not wanting to do it anymore. <laughs> but like, I yeah. want to spend time with my family instead of uh, <laughs> writing music for 90 movies a year or something. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Alan Menken because he and Lin-Manuel Miranda are working on songs for the new Little Mermaid film together. Yeah, so there you go. Boom. I didn't know that, but look at that. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I mean, what I said isn't, a dig at Lin-Manuel Miranda because I enjoy his music. I enjoy the performance that he brings in the theatrics to the way that the songs are performed. I just hope that they don't burn him out. And he, he, I don't know what to say. I I know what you're saying about Alan Menken and everything, but Lin-Manuel Miranda has a particular cadence to how he writes. Mm -hmm. And the way that he writes, I think is going to get to a point where people are like, it sounds exactly like the last one. We've already seen comparisons in Encanto to Hamilton and in the Heights. Are we going to continue seeing that? And people like, I just don't want people to reject something because if, if Suerte has the same type of message that Encanto has, I don't want that to be overshadowed by people saying like, "Ugh, this guy again, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I totally get it, but I I know what you're saying about his, he definitely has a, certain style and i'm sure everybody else you know all these other people have their style too um you know uh alan Menken, i mean composer is that in that broadway classical broadway style um and so people might think that's more like a a classic kind of thing maybe i don't know but um yeah i mean even like uh i noticed like 
similarities between Encanto and Moana too. Like there is definitely like mm. parts where I'm like, oh, this is mm-hmm. like that part in in You're Welcome. Like <laughs> it fits right together and stuff like that. But you know that just means that Lin Manuel Miranda is going to have to grow as a as a writer, and I'm sure he's up for the task. Um, yeah, you know, but. His Broadway career, I mean, he's only done so many and they're so far apart that, he, you know, he could just be um, not used to the pace or something. I don't know. I'm not him, but yeah. he does. He's doing what he knows. But I'm sure as he does it more, he's going to grow as a writer, as a composer, and it will uh, only flower from there. Yeah, I hope so. Um Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to sound like I'm being <laughs> negative about it. And I want to no. be clear that I'm not being negative. I just, I feel like I I, I want to be more protective of him than, than anything else, right? Like, I, I don't want him to be seen as like, ah, oh, that guy. You know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah, I no. just Because I like what he makes and I, I, like, his songs are just so damn catchy. Like, I walk around whistling stuff from Hamilton all freaking day. <laughs> <laughs> no so. joke. I, I was just thinking in my head. I I understand what you're saying. And I think the example is like, we're not going to see The Rock in another jungle movie. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we will at some point. Uh, of course. So. You've seen that picture of The Rock where it's it's four pictures of him. And they're like, these are four different movies. It's just him in a tan shirt. That's dirty. <laughs> 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 just like... That's funny. I haven't seen that, but that's pretty funny. If we find it, we should post it. That's pretty hilarious. All right. Well, if you have any thoughts on what we've talked about, especially any of the music from Encanto, you know, we'd love to hear what your favorite song from the film is. And again, thoughts on anything that we talked about would be greatly appreciated. We'd love to hear how you feel about it. You can join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. But we'd love for you to join our growing community over on Discord. If you haven't joined, you can either hit up the blog post at podcasters.com slash 397 and hit the Discord button that will um, allow you to sign up. Just a few clicks. Also, in our Instagram stories, we have one pinned that has a link to our Discord server as well. You can sign up through there. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. So come on over. Let, let's talk about it. Hey, uh, speaking of films, uh, well, I guess it's not really a film. I guess it's more of a series. We got a, a trailer for Moon Knight, since we're talking about Disney Plus, I guess. Moon Knight is coming to Disney Plus. It's uh, one of the next Marvel series that we're getting. And first of all, the trailer looks freaking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know much about Moon Knight. I knew the character, but I didn't know much about the story. I did have an opportunity to research uh, the character a little bit more. But your thoughts on the trailer? <laughs> I'm laughing because the actual consensus, and I fall with this too, I have no clue who he is. I'm excited because it looks so intense. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different side. And just something new and yeah i'm excited i'll be there (laughs) i I think for me uh what the segue might have been was i well me thinking about what we're talking about you talk about a conflicted psychological characters moon knight is a guy you're gonna find in the marvel universe that's got some conflicts going on because as you could see like in this trailer he's like bashing his head in with his hands just going through this conflict 
because he's hearing voices in his head. But then he realizes really cool what they're doing in this trailer. Um, what I liked, if I'm going to break it down, just the music they used uh, speaks to a generation and time that, I mean, when I was in my 20-somethings and late, but then they slowed it down to this, like, creepy, it matches what the character is going through. <sighs> so and glad I mean, you're saying this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it, – it's really well done. I was like, gosh, I didn't think that you could do that with this song with the heavy, you know, orchestra slash beat rhythms in the back. And then also, I think with this one, which is really interesting uh, for me, is that his character, well, this Moon Knight character, seems to be going through a lot more of a drastic, I wouldn't say change, but uh, a way of not accepting what's happening to him a lot of the times when you see the characters in marvel like there's this moment of that spider-man thing we we're talking about with a great power great responsibility and i think with him it's like it's he's kind of playing this thing off like it's just something's wrong with me and, and, and that's gonna be really interesting i think in moon knight too and just let alone now seeing some of the set design and some of the costumes that they kind of came out on this too, where they had his costume kind of come out of just like CGI. That was really cool. Really cool. And, and man, that thing, I don't know to zoom, zoom in. Like, I don't know if you guys zoomed in on that thing. That's like in the closing scene he's fighting, but that is maybe one of the most scariest, like the scariest monster things, right? Thing. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Like Marvel, dude, this is, this is Intense. scary. This yeah. Is, yeah. This is looking different for a series on Disney plus. I'm like, yeah. okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, number one, uh, violent, uh, this looks very <laughs> violent and you brought up Disney plus as I don't know. Remember, like, I don't know, half a year ago, they're like, yeah, Disney Plus. We can't put this thing on there, or this thing on there, because this is Disney Plus. This is for family. And then you see, like, Moon Knight, like, beat the living daylights out of a bunch of stuff. And, like, I don't know. The, it, <laughs> it just seems like when it's like, okay, we have this uh, thing we're going to do. We'll put it on Disney Plus. But it's really violent. But it's, but it's fine. But then they want to put, like, an old thing on it that has, like, uh, Daryl Hannah's butt crack on it or whatever. Sorry to say, that's for the kids. <laughs> um, like, oh no, we got a CGI cover that with hair. I don't, I don't get the two uh, things on that. Anyway, that's just me being me. <laughs> Number two, uh, Batman. He's Batman. He's like he's Batman, but in a white costume and Batman. That's what I got out of the trailer. He's Batman. That's what you're feeling? I know nothing about Moon Knight, and so he's Batman, which I like Batman, so it's That's fine. That's not a bad it's not yeah. comparison. He's Batman. <laughs> I guess fine. He's Batman with a white costume, and he's, You'll be you know, surprised. Batman has bad <laughs> dreams, and so does Moon Knight. And, Good point. But, I mean, I can... There are differences. I could, you know, the he can't tell if he's in a dream or if it's reality and all this whatever alien stuff. I don't know. But Batman? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. That, nice. That's, I like it. That's my, my two cents on Batman. <laughs> I mean, Moon Knight. So you all bring up things that I had in my notes to want to talk about because I, I want to jump back to the music, Larry, because it's so well done. Uh, I, I hope that the entire series is orchestrated the way that the trailer was orchestrated because yeah. what you the, the scene that you're talking about, I remember getting the same chills and the same vibe 
Remember when they did the Age of Ultron trailer? And oh, as no it's finishing touch. and they did the no strings attached portion, like yeah. the Pinocchio, like, there are no strings. No strings. And me. his voice. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Oh, same. <laughs> like that vibe, dude. Yes, I got yes. the same vibe watching the Moonlight trailer. And I was like, ah, I'm going to love this. Two, you bring up a really interesting thing about the violence in this because – we felt that Disney Plus was going to be like the child-friendly version and that they were going to start putting the more violent stuff on Hulu. However, it really just looks like Disney Plus is the exclusive home of Marvel products. You don't see them landing anywhere else, so it makes sense that they're doing this. Considering the fact that a lot of people have said we need more adult stuff on Disney Plus, I think this is a really interesting experiment and a really great way of starting to bring in the more adult content. Along the same lines, um, I I recently signed up for HBO Max. Didn't have it, and HBO Max is DC heavy. I've been going through a lot of stuff, and one of the new series that um, I started watching was Peacemaker, and Peacemaker is one of the characters from the Suicide Squad, and when you look at the type of violence that's in something like Suicide Squad versus a Marvel film, in any of them, they're uncomparable. Like, it is super gory. Levels. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's so- violence and gore. Like you just said, you said the trigger word there, gore. That's a that that's the two different. The, the, the thing that, that yeah. holds them apart. Yeah, they're both very <laughs> violent. One just has a lot of gore. Yeah. So Moon Knight uh, is kind of that midway point, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's bringing the grittiness of the shows that Netflix produced Gritty. to Disney+. Plus. Because when you think about the grittiness Netflix. of the Jessica Jones and the Daredevils and the stuff yeah. that we saw on Netflix, that's what's coming to Disney Plus now. And so I love the fact (laughs) that we're getting this like grittier, uh, more adult version of a superhero. Um, And from I I don't know what the story is going to be. Obviously, they always take inspiration from the comic books and they try to adapt it in one way or another that best fits the MCU. But in the comics, when I was reading about Moon Knight, a lot of what's happening is because he has a dissociative identity disorder which is like commonly misrepresented as schizophrenia and so a lot of what he's seeing and a lot of what's happening is because of childhood trauma that he experienced and as that story begins to unfold I think that is bringing in a dimension of a character that again just like Encanto it's bringing certain types of mental illnesses and everything into light in a way that we've never seen before. And I know Mm -hmm. that they're going to be put out in a way that a lot of people are going to understand it. It's becoming more mainstream. Yeah. It's, it's better than, you know, a lot of Marvel origin stories. He wasn't like bit by a radioactive moon or something. And so he's (laughs) moving. All right. The last he's, time I saw Radioactive yeah. Moon, oh, I ran. Oh, boy. I, you, you gotta stay away from those. So is he gonna like? Is he gonna put on the mask and say, "I'm Moon Knight"? Well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> One honorable mention to nostalgia 
when he opened that silver Motorola razor, I was yeah. like, dude. <laughs> First, it doesn't match time. Something's something's up in the trailer right there. Like, okay, something's not right that he has that phone. He's not using like an iPhone or well, some type of Android, right? But uh, the second part of me is like, yes, a razor. And I, and I was thinking <laughs> logic. I go. Yes, it would have to be plugged into work. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, we'll put the uh, trailer in the blog post for the episode, pocketeers.com slash 397. If you haven't had an opportunity to watch it, it is a fantastic trailer. I'm so psyched for this series. I, man, now that you say it, Andrew, I can't get Batman out of my head. He's Batman. <laughs> I mean, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I'm Moon Knight. I'm Moon Knight. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I am the terror that flaps in the night. No, he's not Darkwing. <laughs> the Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I am the rhinestones on the jumpsuit of justice. <laughs> All right, you finish that. I'll yell blather and blather, Skite. And then we'll we'll go fight crime together. Okay. And then after that, do we want to talk about our favorite people in the whole entire world? We should talk about them. Heck yeah, we should. Who are they? Yeah, Andrew? they're so great. They are some freaking great people. The FGP squad. That's what it stands for. That's the peacemaker song, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the FGB squad. Again, wonderful group of, of people that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. Being a part of the FGB squad family gets you some additional perks like being a part of our happy hour calls, additional content on Patreon, discounts on Podcasters gear, first dibs gear. at new stuff that we release, stuff. and uh, much more. So if you're more. interested in becoming part of the FGP squad family, head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, what the FGP squad is all about, and a link to our Patreon to sign up. Uh, and, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad family, we just want to say thank you for all of your continued thank support. You. And I hope you guys have an alert set because in a few days – after the release of this episode, we're having our next happy hour call, our first one happy for 2022. Yay. Yes. If if you sign up for uh, FGP, I'll say your name in the Moon Knight voice that I just came up with, <laughs> which is just Batman. In the Moon Bat voice? <laughs> moon Bat. I was bit by a radioactive moon. <laughs> uh, we're going with that, huh? Oh, talk, that about, oh. talk about a t-shirt quote right there. I was written by <laughs> I was bitten by a radioactive moon. <laughs> My butler's name is Albert. <laughs> I live in the moon cave. I drive the moon mobile. Moon ring. all right. So uh let's head over to the parks for a little bit because there was a lot of stuff happening this week. Um just quick mention, let's start off on the East Coast because there was this really great video going around about spaceship Earth being lit up. Now look. Spaceship Earth being lit up has been one of the coolest things that they've done as they refurbed a lot of the things at Epcot, a lot of things at Disney World as part of the celebration. However, <laughs> however, the fact that they lit it up with a rainbow and the rainbow connection was playing in the background. Look, dude, you were crying. I wasn't crying. <laughs> <laughs> Who was cutting onions? <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> So many feels, so many emotions as it was, you just see the rainbow happening and the song is going and you're like, oh, it was sweet. 
It was really sweet. <laughs> I think it's funny though they use so they use the original from the Muppet movie uh, version and they play the whole part. So it even has the part where Animal goes and the drum solo comes <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Love it. How, that was one of my parts I, I like because that's that version when he. I just think what it's funny you bring up earlier about Lin Manuel Miranda songs, you know, composing, getting maybe overran out because it could just get played out. But that song we're just talking about right now, one song that continues to just always do the same thing. Like you see it in any like different thing to a TV show on the Muppets, to a movie in the Muppets, and now on this, you know, real life display, which. You know, it's been awesome, like you said, on every scale. This is probably the, I would say this is maybe the one of the best things out of the 50th anniversary out there. But this now with the Rainbow Connection, oh, man, you're right. You see it, and I chills. Like we talked about earlier, just straight up chills. And then you're, like, fighting that whole, come in the frog voice because you don't want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to cry, right? Anyway. But. Yeah, I think that. So I think if I if I got this right, this is for it's it's for the Festival of the Arts they're doing right, right now. Yeah. And so the, the you know the logo is like Figment holding like a rainbow paintbrush, and they have the the display right in front of Spaceship Earth. The kind of like the paintbrush kind of just goes morphs right into <sighs> the Spaceship Earth if you look at it Crazy. in the right angle, and it's yeah, it's cool. I love it. I love it. And then uh, you get your popcorn bucket, and you sit there and you look at it. Oh, here we go. How much did you pay for the popcorn bucket? <laughs> oh, I uh, you don't ask. <laughs> we don't I talk about it buckets. Was, it was more than a dollar and less than five thousand. I paid <laughs> a dollar store bucket, and I slapped one of those drawings on the bucket. <laughs> it was just as good. Just figment popcorn bucket done. The figment popcorn bucket. You just spray it with some clear enamel or something yep. over top, and it's <laughs> sealed in. Put in the dishwasher. What is that? That Mod Podge that you you seal stuff with? Just All right. Get the shiny yeah, yeah, yeah. one. You'll be good, right? Exactly. Figment bucket hack. That's so funny. Um, yeah, I don't think we've had an opportunity to post that video uh, over on Instagram, but we'll try to repost it. So that you can watch it because, man, it, it was a great moment. It looked amazing. It was a fantastic moment. And anytime I hear that song, I just I just get emotional. I think on a lot of different levels, um, the 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 topmost level for me is that it 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 was one of the songs that I used to sing to my kids like as a lullaby when we used to do our bedtime routines. And so as they've gotten older, you know, some of those traditions that we used to do are no longer around. And so anytime I hear it. You know, it reminds me of when I would put my kids to bed and we would sit there and we would read or we would sing songs together. And that was always one of them. So ah, it's good stuff. Now there's like, Dad, why are you outside my door singing Rainbow Connection? <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. I'm trying why to sleep. so many songs? <laughs> oh, hey, before we continue, totally unrelated to the parks, but related to the parks in many ways. March Mayhem is coming up very soon. We're March. about a yeah. month away <laughs> from kicking off March Mayhem. In the past, we've put attractions up against each other, films against each other, all sorts of stuff. As a matter of fact, early on in the pandemic, we just wanted something else to do. So we did March Mayhem in April 
after we finish March Mayhem. (laughs) We're like, sure. I don't know if we're going to do March Mayhem in April this year. We'll see how things are going. But definitely we're doing March Mayhem. We haven't really decided what we're going to do this year yet. We have a list of, of different things that we might do, but we want you to help us out. We would love suggestions about what we should pit against each other this year. You can add your suggestions over on Instagram, join us on Discord, send us a DM, whatever you want. But we'd love some input on what we should put up against each other this year. We're probably going to make a decision in the next two or three weeks. That way we can start gathering our graphics and information and everything and start creating you know, all of our posts. Um, but I'm excited. I love March Mayhem. It's one of my my favorite things that we do, and so I'm excited to see what we're going to put up against each other. The last few times that we've done them, I have not been very successful. Wrong. Uh, When we did the extinct (laughs) attractions, I was like, yeah, yeah, mind train through nature's wonderland. Woo! First round gets eliminated. And I was like, damn, that didn't work in my favor (laughs) so maybe this works the same way as the stuff that we don't want to happen or we do want to happen Mm -hmm. at disneyland maybe i have to say the one that i hate so that it makes it all the way to the end i'll be like haha i had the spread on this one (laughs) (laughs) got you fooled anyway uh join the conversation over on any other social networks and let us know what you would like us to uh, put up against each other. That's coming very soon. Super excited about it. Oh, before we forget, we got to go back to the parks because at DCA, it was announced that Raya is making her debut as part of the Lunar New Year celebration. Way awesome. Way, way awesome. I mean, what the, what they're showing the pictures and what you see on the blog post, it's really, it's cool. It's a cool another live character. You make well a character that was animated. You make a live living character, which is really I like how they do that. Like going back to Encanto, they did that as well for Mary Bell. So I mean, it's like it's a cool idea to execute that because I mean, there's some that are like really should stay as the cartoon, but with this one, it's got a woman empowerment behind it. So that's just I'm. I'm down, and nice way to tie that in, too. I like that Disney did that. I'm just saying, uh, why did it take so long? Like, that movie came out how long ago? Good question, though. That's good. Like, how was it, like, a year? It feels like five years ago this movie came out. It's probably, what, like, nine months? No, it it was March of 2021. Okay, so, like, 11 months. A year ago, uh, yeah. That's less. It's January, so, okay. But it makes sense, though. Hold on. So it wouldn't have been able to be a part of it last year. So it makes sense that we're getting it this year. Yeah, but they, in Kanto, they just put her out. They're like, here's Mary Bell. Hello. Here you go. Here she is. She's around. The, every other movie, they're just like, here they go. Here you go. There they are. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just seems like they should have put her out sooner. Like, why not? I mean, also, that movie had just a stinker reception. Like, it was a good movie, but people just kind of, like, oh, so forgot good. about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. You got like that big, uh, that big armadillo guy. He's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, you know they were just waiting to capitalize on Lunar New Year. Oh yeah, that's for sure. I mean, and I'm okay with that. Bring that culture away. At least it's following 
somewhat of a close group that you're trying to bring acknowledgement to that. I mean, they got Mulan, you got Mushu out there. Bring that out. This is the time to do that. That's I'm okay with that. The three little pigs for some reason. <laughs> what? I think that's they're there. The There's a three Isn't little that, pigs. Are they like, out there? Yeah, Aren't, and they have like a little hat years, on though? and like little like robe things. Isn't well, there I mean, like the yeah. animals. Yeah, so this, this year's the year why. of the the tiger. <laughs> tiger tiger this year. Correct. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah. think and there's so, a pig in there. In one well, of the years, there's right? like a pig, uh-huh. a monkey, a lion, a, a dog, dog. Yeah, but mm, I don't know. Three little pigs are there. They're around. And Tigger. I think I saw Tigger. Well, I guess they could have used Tigger, yeah. It's a, well, tiger. I think you're or the Tigress Tigger. tigger. But I would have loved Raja. Mm-hmm. But I different about culture, this though. With my wife. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But still, that is true. use Raja. But it's a different <laughs> yeah, culture, but really, so what's a walk around? Yeah, but, like, what's point. a walk around Raja? Like, I've never seen that. At least, like, Tigger, they already have the costume. They're just like, put some clothes on Tigger, and he's fine. <laughs> like, it's easy peasy, lemon breezy. <laughs> No, I mean I like that Raya's in the parks now. I, I understand I why they waited until now to do it, but yeah, I'm glad that that she's there and she, uh, she's there representing for Lunar New Year. So, uh, super cool. They got a bunch of food too. They got the whole food booths out for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my goodness! Whole Heck festival, yeah. Lunar New Year festival, and yeah, it looks <clears> like uh, long lines. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to go to the park before the celebration is over. Uh, I know that we had reservations to go, but the the reservations that we have next are for Disneyland. They're not for Mm -hmm. California Adventure. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to park hop, but um, I mean, I'm I'm hoping we get a chance to make it back. Last time that we had a reservation – uh, we didn't feel safe because of the surge in Omicron, and so we ended up canceling, and we just decided to wait. So it looks like the peak is starting to hit in many places right now, and hopefully in California, by the time that we go, you know, we'll be on the downslope, obviously, of Omicron. Uh, I know many people that have been to the parks, and they say that they feel okay, but, you know, I, everybody's comfort level is different. I know how True. I felt over the last year, and I know how I felt. I, I feel like I'm rambling now. The point is <laughs> that <laughs> I'll return to the parks when I feel safe. And so good. anybody that, that feels like that, then that's how You're you feel. I, you know, you got a exactly. friend in Hazen. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so speaking about returning to things, uh, this week... D23 Expo tickets went on sale, and yes. it was quite an experience trying to purchase them because I, I'm ready to go back. I know that's far enough out into the future that I feel like we're going to be in a much better spot. Crossing my fingers, that's the case, right? Right. Andrew, were you the only other one that purchased tickets for D23 Expo? I know, Mel, you had plans on getting them soon. Larry, mm-hmm. were you planning on getting them this time around? I'm waiting. I'm on the got to see the budget. Okay. Talking to the bank account. Okay. <laughs> so, Andrew, you there was yeah. two days for release of the expo tickets. There was the yeah. Visa pre-sale and then there was mm-hmm. the general sale the day after. We both jumped on to well, I didn't. I was actually in a meeting and I was presenting, so my wife had to try to get them. She jumped on for the Visa pre-sale. Uh you jumped on and I think when when you sent us the text message telling us where you were in line, I think you were both like in the same 
like sec like section. I think you were like four thousand eighty mm-hmm. something in line, and she was like twenty nine hundred or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you tell us how your experience went, and then I'll tell you what happened with her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, hopped on the thing D twenty three website, logged in, doop doop doop, and it shows up. You know, yeah. Here's your web page. This will change when um your when we start you'll get assigned a random place in line just like everybody else I'm like okay and i think my first spot in line was like eight thousand six hundred or something i was like okay i'm gonna be here for a minute and then you know it it steadily like crawled along pretty quickly um and it took me um about half an hour to get to the uh purchase screen and two tickets and paid and there you go um, the only thing that I always forget how this freaking works, but they they don't have you put your name in, which is weird. Yeah. At least on my screen, they didn't have you put your name in. So I'm assuming they're just sending you guest ticket. They just say guest because you used to put your name in you get your name printed on there. It's all cool. You look like a cool person with your name on the front. Anyway, but yeah, easy peasy went in. Paid for my thing, used my Visa card. It wasn't like a, I know, I was concerned about, is it like you have to be a Visa credit card holder or a Disney Visa? But nope, it was just like you pay with a Visa. Like I just paid with my bank card that's a Visa. And it was fine. And I got my tickets for me and my wife. And so, yeah, we're going all three days. Woohoo. It, it was funny to me about the whole random placement in the line, right? Because, uh-huh. like I said, when she got in line, she she probably signed in an hour before. And before it was even available, they had, like, this countdown clock that said tickets mm-hmm. will be available in blah, blah, minutes and something seconds. And so there was a countdown that you could kind of follow as the visa yeah. presale was going to start. When she finally got on, you know, she had a – fairly low number and i thought oh this is great we're gonna get our tickets we're gonna be ready to go we're gonna get the discount and everything so that's fantastic because we were getting tickets for the four of us it took her 40 minutes 45 minutes or something to get to her spot to be able to purchase the tickets when she finally got there there was this weird bug that happened where because like we were only planning on taking the kids one day and then we were going to go the entire three days so that we could enjoy more of it and we wouldn't have to worry about where we were going to be sitting how long we'd be standing in line and stuff like that because kids don't have a tolerance for standing in line for stuff which is why things like fast pass or i'm sorry genie plus is lightning lightning lane (laughs) and stuff like that is a thing right but for some reason the site didn't like that so we had a two three day the single the tickets for the for the children and it broke the site it wouldn't let her check out it was say it gave her some weird error about tickets not being available even though they were still there like it just wouldn't mm-hmm. let her check out if she took out like the children ticket and it wasn't just her there were other people that were complaining about the same thing a lot of people had issues trying to check out and then when she tried to go back they were sold out so in waiting to try to check out the three-day adult passes sold out. And so wow. at that point, we were just kind of locked out. We were figuring out like, okay, well, now what? I guess we have to wait till tomorrow to try to get them tomorrow. But it was funny to me that she had a lower number in line and that you mm-hmm. got in faster than she did and checked out <laughs> faster than she did. Yeah. So the next day, we're thinking, all right, cool. Like, we're both ready to go. I didn't have a meeting or anything like that. So I figured, okay, well, if if 
we're both in line, one of us is eventually going to get there and we'll do the checkout and life will be fine, right? Worst case scenario, if we're both in line and the same glitch happens, one of us will purchase the three-day adult ones and the other one will purchase the kids' tickets and everything will be fine, right? We'll split them into two transactions. Life will be good. So when I logged in, I was 2,000 or so higher than her number and I ended up at the checkout screen faster than she did, almost 10 minutes <laughs> sooner than she did. Oh. Wow. And it's so weird. Like, I'm sitting there <laughs> waiting for her. I'm like, hey, I'm at the checkout screen. Have you gotten there yet? What am I trying to check out? I try to check out for the four. Little did I know that as I was trying to check out, um, waiting for her response, because you do have a timeout. And I was getting dangerously close to the end of that timeout. I was starting to get scared that we were going to lose out on the tickets. And she finally responded and she's like, oh, I just jumped on. I just bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So as I was nearing like the end of my timeout, she jumped on and, and she got them. So I'm happy we have our tickets. We're squared away. But I don't understand how random it was, like how people were in different orders getting the checkout screen before others and the problems that we had with the checkout the day before just seem really weird to me. I hope this doesn't happen later on. I hope it doesn't happen with trying to get reservations because like I mentioned in the last episode, I'm all for the reservation system. I love it. I hope that they enhance it and I hope that they bring it back because I just thought it was super helpful. But if they're going to assign random numbers to people and <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I got in line before somebody else to get a ticket and somebody else gets it 15 minutes before me. I'm gonna be like, wait a wait a second. What's going <laughs> <Yeah>. on? <laughs> because I'm sure other people were thinking the same thing, you know, or maybe they weren't. Maybe the only reason we caught it was because we were both in line at the same time or like on day one, because we were communicating, you know, you sent us your screenshot, Andrew, and I knew where we mm -hmm. were in line. Maybe that's the only reason that we figured out what was happening or what wasn't happening. I don't know. It's super weird to me. It's, uh, yeah, it's bizarre. But it's like already I just brought up the D23 website just to see Saturday sold out. Every gold member and general member sold out and three day general member sold out. Three day gold member tickets are still available. Friday and Saturday of both are still available uh, as of this recording uh january 24th um but yeah so they're the also the uh hall d23 preferred seating that 900 hundred dollar ticket those are all sold out as well are they really so, oh yeah i'm sure those went like the first the first day because people you know they they got the money to burn and they want to get those seats if i had the money to burn i'd be buying them too That's like true. If I if I had an extra eighteen hundred dollars for me and my wife to get those, I would have bought them. That's but true. sadly, I'm not in that place in my life right now where I have uh, eighteen hundred dollars to burn. Not yet, but once we not win the yet. lottery, it's, it's coming. There it's coming go. once Podcateers is on. Uh, you know, we have a bigger network, got an exclusive deal with Spotify. Yeah. Spotify, <laughs> and we got 5,000 FGP members. And, Boom. And, uh, you know, we're reading ads for uh, 
Hello Fresh or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> all Hello of Fresh them. Whatever. All of them. All That's of gonna them. Help. Yeah. That's going to help. <laughs> it's the Hello Fresh ads that are going to put us there. Hello Fresh, we're available. Man, I really love these socks. Man, these <laughs> socks, they have <laughs> copper in them. They're so good. You ever wonder about these antimicrobial underpants? Well, I'll tell you about them. I personally wear them, according to this ad copy I'm reading right now. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, when when we had the show sponsored before uh, through different companies, I only accepted sponsorship from things that I've tried and that I enjoyed. And so for a long time, uh, we were running Audible ads because, you know, Audible, I, I mean, I've been an Audible customer since like 2012. And they're not sponsoring this episode right now. But, you know, Audible, you know, hit us up again. Uh, but I love be. Audible. You know, it's one of the ways that I've mm-hmm. caught up with many books, especially when I'm outside just trying to walk or do something. Just m- mental health-wise, you could listen to a book when you're doing anything. You know, you could be mowing the lawn. You could be washing dishes. You could be doing whatever. Sitting yeah. on the toilet. Sitting on the toilet. There you, <laughs> you go. <laughs> and, I, and I will tell you that if that is the type of thing that you like to do, it is much more sanitary than having a physical book there so yeah you know what that this is it's better yeah <laughs> so uh there's a freebie for you audible uh again hit us better up. than reading a book on the toilet audible <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they would appreciate that ad copy <laughs> they're never gonna contact us again <laughs> you know what people are are looking for a hot take on something and that's our hot take uh it's funny uh, all right. Well, before we wrap up the episode, uh, I do want to take it back over to Disneyland proper because today was a really special day in the parks. Today was the window dedication ceremony for Dave Smith. Uh, Dave Smith is the the founder of the Walt Disney Archive. And I mean, I, I think Disney nerds that, you know, enjoy the trivia and enjoy the historical facts and everything have learned so much from Dave he was always so generous with his answers, with sharing history. He wrote so many books. A, a lot of the the articles and the questions that he used to answer as part of the Disney magazine in the Ask Dave column were put into books that you could purchase. Uh, I probably own about four or five different books by Dave Smith. I got They're one fantastic. Right here. They are. Yeah. One of my favorite books is the quotable Walt Disney, where he just has a whole bunch of Walt quotes on, on like everything. And so nice. you you could just flip a page and just read a quote and be like, yeah, that makes me feel better today. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Walt Disney. As Walt Disney always said, uh, I love listening to Audible on the <clears throat> toilet. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, the, the thing about Dave's window is that uh, it's been a long time coming. Back in t- uh, March of 2020, Bob Iger was on an earnings call and he had announced that Dave was going to be getting his window back in June of 2020, which would mark the 50th anniversary of the founding of the Walt Disney Archives. But with everything that was going on, we weren't able to have that celebration. Now, listen to me. Like, we weren't able to, right? I sound like I'm following a sports team. Um, they, they weren't able to have the celebration. Go Disney Archives. <laughs> now, that's a jersey I would sport. Go Disney Archives. 
<laughs> but yeah, Dave means a lot, I think, to to the company and to Disney fans in general. Back in 2007, he was honored with the Disney Legends Award, and he passed away in 2019. And the fact that he never had an opportunity to see his window, I mean, for me, it hurts, right? Because the the windows are such a special way to commemorate somebody and to honor them and all of their accomplishments. Some time ago, we had a conversation. Uh, we were talking about what was more important, being given a Disney Legend Award or being given a window on Main Street. And ultimately, what we fell on was having a window on Main Street is a much higher honor, obviously, because a, a lot of people can get a Disney Legend Award, but there's only so much space that is allocated for a main street window so if you are immortalized on main street that way that's the highest honor you could get even above becoming a disney legend yep definitely is can we talk about his locate the location of the window because that's a pretty sweet spot it's above the uh, fortuosity uh shop and where this is, is you're walking down Main Street and it's right where Carnation Cafe is. And it's that little store on your left. But if you look up, usually there's a, a clock, I believe. So it's that window there and you'll see it. So it's really cool because he's overlooking everyone coming in. And I think that'd be really cool because, of course, when you're walking in, you know, you see everything and you kind of... I want to say Main Street just has so much and for him to be there and just overlook and you get to see his name, that's it's pretty rad. That's pretty rad. Yeah. I think we're trying to figure out where, I think, like where his location would have been, but it's a good spot. Oh, yeah. We did try to figure out where where they would put yeah. him. Uh, did did mm -hmm. we say, I think we had said somewhere like above the opera house at one point, right? Yeah. 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 I, I think the spot that they chose is really good. I think more people will see it there than at the opera house. I think less people oh, are yeah. less likely to look up in front of the opera house. True. When it comes out, it's like on like a little like uh like turrety kind of looking, like the window kind of like juts out of the building. Mm -hmm. So it's like really prominent. Uh, yeah, like in a little featured spot, and it's also I think one of the first uh, big things the the new Disneyland ambassadors have been a part of, like uh, oh, like big yeah. media event thing. Uh, they were the ones that pulled the rope. Yeah, it, it was really nice to see that. It's a beautifully designed window, just like all of the others. It it has like a quill and a little like inkwell. Uh, it says Dave Smith, Town Archivist, New Century Historical Society. I, I love the fact that he finally got this window. You know, Dave Smith is one of my favorite people of anyone that's ever worked in the Disney company just because of everything that he accomplished. You know, thinking back on what he was given as a task and wondering, like, what a daunting task it would be. You know, when he was hired like back in, like, 1970 or something like that by Roy Disney, um... It was about four years after Walt had passed away, and he said, hey, look, we haven't touched Walt's office since his passing. We want you to go in there, and we want you to catalog it all. 
and we're going to store it. We're going to preserve it. We're going to do whatever we can. Dave did that, you know, and what started off as this like one person operation turned into this huge department of people that, you know, are now part of the Disney archives, these warehouses where they have floats from the Main Street Electrical Parade turning on and spinning around and coming out every four years that Disney needs a parade again after it said goodbye for the 17th time this (laughs) decade. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) But we're glad that, you know, we have the historical record of that. Um, So, yeah, I I think as Disney fans, we owe a lot to Dave Smith. Uh, A lot of his books, a lot of the facts, a lot of his columns, everything that he wrote. His knowledge. Yeah. If, if, you know, you like Disney trivia, that's the first place you start. You know, Andrew Mm -hmm. knows. Like, Andrew has a whole bunch of Dave Smith books himself. I do. I have an autographed Dave Smith book, actually. (gasps) You have an autographed one? Yeah. I I won it in a, like, raffle. I didn't get it. It wasn't personal. Yeah. I have a, it's the Disney Encyclopedia. autographed yeah it's i'll have to it's in storage somewhere but i gotta go find it it's cool that is crazy that's awesome (laughs) i okay yeah that is super fantastic the the ceremony itself i think i would have just loved to have been a part of it they held it super early uh if you're a d23 gold member you actually had the opportunity to purchase tickets to be a part of the ceremony this time around uh they were available on the d23 website um, but, uh, I didn't have an opportunity to go and, uh, it, it kind of hurts that I didn't have an opportunity for this one. Uh, one, because it's such a historic moment Two because I respect Dave Smith so much and I just admire him so much. And, and just the last window ceremony that I attended was just freaking amazing. Like just being there for Tony's window was, you know, one of the highlights of my Disney life. So I don't know. I I would have probably become a blubbering mess had I been there for Dave's window. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. I sing along with "When You Wish Upon a Star" and right. That's what I think. That's what they're yeah. singing. And yeah. Pinocchio was there. He'd come Everyone and dry your on tears. Everyone just cutting onions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More. <laughs> well, uh, on our Instagram account, we did have the opportunity to repost a video that Ken Potrock had posted on his Instagram account. Ken Potrock, the president of Disneyland. Uh, the Disneyland ambassadors also posted a few videos. <clears throat> we're going to try to repost them, but since they were Instagram stories, uh, I don't know if they're going to hold up if we pin them. I think if they expire, they won't hold up in our pins because we didn't place the original video. Uh, but if there's an extended video, we'll try to post that as well. We'll try to post it either in the blog post for the episode or try to post at least a link on Instagram so you could see it. Um, but if you don't own any Dave Smith books and you like Disney trivia, you should hit up Amazon or uh, find your local thrift store or something and try to find them. Uh, it is they're just a wealth of knowledge. You learn so much. Thrift and books. They're all. Yeah, they're all bite sized chunks of information as well. So it, they're all very, very consumable in, in chunks. Not the way that Andrew was mentioning earlier. We don't want to push the, the reading in specific locations. Yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, read these ones in the living room or in the office. Yeah. Or something. The, these are great. If you just want like a good five, 10, 15 minutes or an hour of reading, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, and they never get old. 
you know, especially because uh, I, I just like to go back and brush up on some of the things that I know. So uh, hit up Amazon, Ultimate Trivia Disney Books, Disney A to Z, the official uh, the official encyclopedia, um, the quotable Walt Disney, the what's the other one? What was what was the one? The uh, Disney Facts Revealed is another one of his Disney books. Disney Facts. That's the one I have. In yeah. My hand Disney right now. Facts Revealed. He's got these are like many in this updated many times. Yeah. That a lot of those. Uh, obviously, it is uh, posthumously that they're awarding this window since he did pass away several years ago, as we mentioned earlier. But well deserved. Uh, definitely a person that really deserved to have a window on Main Street, and I'm glad that he finally does. I can't wait till I'm in the parks and I finally have an opportunity to see it up close. When I return to the parks, that's probably one of the things I'm looking forward to the most to seeing the window yeah. before anything else. So, uh, Anything else before we wrap up this episode? Me, Andrew, has the stuff at the end of the episode. Whee! Uh, <laughs> number one, uh, new Quizneyland this week. Yay! Another Quizneyland yeah. coming. <laughs> and then I'm going to... Yeah, Quizneyland <laughs> is back with a vengeance. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then number two, I'm going to beat it over everybody's head. Go to Spotify and rate the podcast, please. Pretty please. Five stars on the podcast so we can get a rating on Spotify. Hazen doesn't like to ask for it, but I'm asking for it because it also helps Quizneyland, which okay. I'm a part of, which I do. So go if you like Quizneyland, you like Podcasters, you like both of them, or you just like one of them. Either way, rate five stars. Just go right now. Scroll up on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify. There's plenty of you doing it. We want to get to at least 25 by 400, which is coming up just a couple weeks. It's it's getting close. Mm -hmm. We got something special. We talked about it, and we got something special when we hit that, or I'm sure we're going to do something special for 400. If we don't hit it by 400, we'll hit it, and then we'll do the special episode, but uh, we'll do something special for 400, I'm sure. But go on there. Rate the Podcasters and Quizland at the same thing. Five stars, please. Pretty please. Moon Knight. I don't know. Let's <laughs> rate the podcast. <laughs> rate it. Where's Rachel? <laughs> I'm going to be choking on my spit now. <laughs> uh, Martha. <laughs> oh, no, wait. That's Superman. <laughs> no, that's it, Superman. Is. it is Batman, though, yeah. too, right? Still ties. Still ties. <laughs> yeah, let's Spoilers. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, that's it. We're getting too far off the edge here. We're, we're breaking into DC territory. That's never good. No. All right, it's time to wrap up the episode. So until next time, keep DC dreaming, drunk. keep moving forward, <laughs> and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Ever dance with the devil by the pale moon night? <laughs> I'm moon night. Part of the Podcateers Network.